In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Yo, 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 welcome to It's Up There Podcast. I am your active and attractive host for another episode of the fastest growing podcast in the world. Round of applause for my motherfucking supporters. I got to get that clap right. Nonetheless, man, if you here, you know the vibration, man. It's the biggest show in the world right now. We got the culture right where we need them. Just going to keep building on it. Ain't nobody laying it down like this. And if they is, we salute them. That's the difference between us and them. We don't hate. We understand this is community. If you are listening to the audio adventure, you head right now to get the video at patreon.com. It's up there, podcast. You got clips on YouTube, uh, FOGFO Looney, everywhere to follow me, you know, we grown, we grown, we bigger than we ever been, and we run the game. The thing about it is we got soldiers on this side. We ain't just talking to people who just trying to busy get their day going. They paying attention. It's different. Um, last week, man, I had got sick, and, and I was down. And when you go to the hospital, my my brain was working overtime. So I'm sitting in the hospital, you know, because I be alone, like to – be by myself, man, so I can think about my life, think about all these things I got to balance and all of that. So I'm sitting in there and I'm like, to look out the window in the hospital where you can't move, life feel like it stopped, you hurting, you feeling bad, you going through your worst days, your darkest hour, you look out and traffic banged up. And what that tells you is the world's still moving. And when you look at that busy world, you say Time waits for no man. But then when you're sick, you got to say, man, you got to take time out for yourself and get yourself together, man. Even if you're not sick, if you're mentally off, if you're stressed out, if you're overweight, if you, you got to take time out t- for yourself to get those things together. But while taking time out for yourself to get yourself together to be your best self, you got to battle with your inner self telling you, man, time wait for nobody. Them folk here, they, they still going. They going. It's going down out there. But they finna. I think some of the white guys have either mastered it, like Rogan. Rogan has seemed to master the ability to disconnect from this stuff. And so it's a battle that occurs. you like, damn, time waits for no man, but you got to take time out for yourself. But if you're taking time out for yourself, does the phrase, it's nothing worse than wasted time kick in? 
And if the phrase is done worse than wasted time kick in, did that imply that I shouldn't take time out for myself because it's none worse than taking time out for yourself, which could be considered wasted. T- you see what I'm saying? It gets slippery. But I encourage people to take time out for themselves. And at this point, that's all I can do is encourage you because I don't know how. I'm trying to teach myself how. I'm trying to lean on some of my friends that got more on their plate than me. How do you take time out for yourself, bro? Then, then you go to thinking, your mind start thinking about relationships and just different things where you like, yo, and your worst is our. Do you want to be with the bitch you fucking? These are the real conversations. See, when you want some sex or you lusty or you leave in the club or you high or whatever the case is, you don't consider these things. Sometimes you slip into a relationship. Sometimes you slip into a situation. It wasn't even supposed to be all it, but it ended up. It's... But you got to ask yourself, like, I know when the light's off and we high and we finna f- and we freaking. This the right person I'm with right here. I got the right person for that job. But when they tell me I can't eat none and I need to be on a liquid diet and I need to keep these certain ingredients out of my food, am I dealing with the kind of individual that can get in there and get that kind of shit done? Or she going to say, can I suck it? You want me to suck it? You want me to suck it? Man, I ain't ate in four, five days. What are you talking about sucking something? So at some point, as people, men, women, whoever, you got to ask yourself, in your worst is hour, do you want to be with the person that you lending your body to that you f- And I know at some point you say, no, nah, but that ain't, what, that ain't what that's for. That's my just enjoyment. But f- what's the fucked up thing about life is you don't know the curveballs it throw at you. Like, I'm on a high everywhere in my life. I got literally four or five deals on the table right now simultaneously. Millions of dollars on the line right now, simultaneously. S- different situations. And this is th- this is without any of my business partners really understanding the brand big loan. This is just them understanding the podcast that I have. They ain't even understanding the brand that I am. It's a totally different thing. Right? So I'm I'm at a high in regards to that. You think I think I'm gonna end up sick? Think I think end up in the hospital? End up needing somebody to see because what happens is comfort don't mean much until it mean everything. I don't need nobody. When I come home to myself, I'm cool with that. I can clean up. I can cook myself. I can cook until they say until you hurting and you can't cook, but you got to figure out a way to eat. Until you bought this 5,000, 6,000 square foot house and the, and the kitchen is down the stairs and weighed around there, you need some water. Are you dealing with someone that's comfortable Dealing with you in your darkest hours. Because it's easy to deal with me with a smile on everybody's face. It's easy to deal with people when people are teaching, leading, doing the right things. But are you willing to deal with the person that you're willing to pull from? The person that you're willing to benefit from? Are you willing to deal with them in their darkest hour? Because there's a lot of people standing next to people that won't stand next to them in their darkest hour. Everything that they are is on the backs of the person that they are abandoned in their darkest hour. And when you're critical of people you love, they turn it into hate. I'm learning how to cut that off. I'm learning how to say what needs to be said and say deal with the information. I have no time to deal with the emotion attached to it. 
I'm just trying to give you what I see to be the case. If we can fix it, let's fix it. If not, I got to keep moving and deal with whatever results come from that. When you're critical of people you love, they try to scramble your common sense. They try to make you think that now if you love me, you wouldn't say that to me. If you love me, you wouldn't hold me accountable. And somewhere I'm always lost. Say, I love you, so I'm seeing you dropping your flag. And then here's the twist, and we'll get to some topics, man. You know, I'm just giving y'all some game or just talking, really. This ain't even, this is just talking. You can love someone and not be with them. This is very essential that people understand. You can love somebody and not be with them. Love and attachment don't have to live in the same place. When you learn how to control love, oh, it's a rough task too now. But love and attachment, that's why you can still love someone that's deceased, no longer with you. You still love them. Still got them same feelings, if not stronger. Because the presence doesn't dictate the emotional value. And so when we deal with love and we deal with being with someone, there's a conversation that needs to be had because when you deal with a woman and you fucking with them and y'all been together for a long time, she'll get stuck on this hamster wheel and keep asking, you still love me? You still love me? You still love me? How about now? You still love me? Yeah, I still love you. Do I still want to be with you need to be the question. But see, they think love is an instant ticket on the airline. And that ain't how that work. You got to create an environment to where this team still sees the value in the team. And not that it's some sort of weird job or anything. But the way that this world is constructed, the structure setting that's already in place says we need to work together and complement one another. Because when we get out of this house, baby, we at war. The amount of money we dealing with, we looking to be sued by people. They looking to lie on us, set us up, break in, take our jewelry, rob our children, get our grand, get our cousins, follow our children home, see what schools we go to, where we living at, what's our LLC? Like we at war because we was able to hustle and God blessed us. Now, now we in this weird place. So when I come inside that house, I got to be in a position to say. This right here is where it's together. And it ain't always together nowhere. That's fairyland. We don't live in the fairy tales. I'm telling you that it needs to be a constant push towards making sure that everyone in these within this household is on the same page. And so as the woman continues to ask, you still love me? You still love me? Do you still love me? Do you still love me? Do you still love me? The man keep, continues the answers because then the new question is, can you love me and cheat on me? Well, if I can love you and not be with you, I'll let you answer that question yourself. Why do people think love puts restraints on things? It puts boundaries and respect on things, but it depends on where you place your love. You see what I'm saying? Right? Because, see, because in my relationships or when I view relationships, I always say you got to judge by cause, not effect. And the more I just kept thinking about, can you be with the person you fucking in your dog is out? I said, dog, it's no longer enough just to 
Nah, well, yo, nah, nah, nah. It's no longer enough just to give me some pussy. It really, it, it ain't never been enough to give me some pussy. It's no longer enough for a woman just to give a man some pussy, and it's no longer enough for a man just to give a woman some money. Life those curveballs. Now I'm saying for these real situations, I ain't talking about the spinoffs. You know, sometimes the spinoffs, this is what that is. But I'm telling people in your life, you're gonna need a partner at some point. You're gonna need somebody to be able to come and talk to about all this shit. 500 different calls a day. 14 different meetings a day. Two cities, one day, two interviews, two different states. Travel, bad eating, just hustling. But the money's there. They keep saying, man, you getting yeah, you, you. They ain't even seeing the other side of all that. And the woman that you need to be with or your partner, that person that compliments you that you call yourself in a relationship with, they need to place you in a situation to feel like you can be holistic in front of them. And so I was seeing on the Internet where a woman said, God, I don't know how to love a man. I know how to fuck me up, man. And I want to play that clip. And let's talk about that. And the truth about it is, y'all, I'm hurting y'all because I want to be loved. I want marriage. You know, a lot of us get on here, we act tough, and we be like, I don't want a man. I don't need a man, but I want help. I want to be loved. I want somebody to love me. I want somebody I can be vulnerable with. The problem is, and I'm not crying, y'all, because I'm sad. I'm crying, y'all, because it's like a release right now. But the problem for me, y'all, is that all the relationships that I had with men were not about love. It was about survival for me. I know how to fuck. I know how to cook. I know how to clean. I know how to seduce a man. I do not know how to love a man. And then to have a son because of those choices that I was making, y'all, and I got pregnant really, really fast. I got pregnant within 90 days of knowing my baby daddy. And we don't talk about this because it's embarrassing and it hurts. It fucking hurts. And I'm mad with me. I'm not mad at men. I'm not mad at I'm not mad at my life. I'm I'm, I'm mad at me because I don't know how to fix me. I don't know how to fix it. That's that's accountability. That's the shit that hurts. It's realizing that hey, I got some shit with me that I don't know how to fuck. And in turn, because I don't know how to fix it, I'm f***ing up other people around me. That's accountability. That's the that we don't put on social media. I'll be honest, man. I, I felt for shorty, you know, and, and my heart goes out to her. She's not alone in that. You know, when we deal with not knowing that we broken, trying to pick up broken pieces, because that's all we know. Attachment issues is real in our community because we don't know how to let go of things because we don't expect nothing else to come our way. We're dealing with that famine mentality. Maybe ain't nothing better out there. Maybe this is just how it go. Well, damn, how am I expect somebody else to know this or get this? Or maybe I should just go with the flow. But when she spoke about her being with men, 
for the most part, it's been about survival. So you got to be careful with attachment, bro. Everybody, not everybody, no, everybody. Everybody's coming from some kind of trauma. Especially if you black. Right? Because we've been handed trauma. And so we all have to unpack something. The problem is, I'm not sure who I can unpack with. Because some of the things I've encountered is not relatable by the people that's in position. They can't seem to wrap their minds around why my viewpoint is through a scope and not binoculars. See, they looking through telescopes. They looking through binoculars. I'm looking through a scope to try to target something. We was never brought nothing. But the dating scene be so messed up. And again, I, I, I commend this woman for even coming out with that level of transparency. Because it's rough to get that from someone. That's not just like a normal thing where you get this level of transparency like, damn, looking back on it, like I'm slick messing some of these things up. I'm slick placing myself in a situation that's placing us in a situation. All right, let's talk about this. Kanye West, uh, let's deal with a little bit of the after effects of him being canceled. I kind of briefly spoke to it last week about a little bit of it. Um, but I think somebody caught him coming out of a shop. Let's listen to what he was saying. Now above a hundred million until I got hit with twenty-seven million dollars of taxes last week. Then my payroll got cut by Adidas immediately, which was against the contract. And then I flew two members of Corn Resnick in last night and they exposed the extra forty million that they had been hiding from me of bills. What I'm saying is I'm being honest to you guys. I've been humble and I have no reason to lie. My family was taken away from me. My reputation has been smeared. I get it. <clears throat> so let's close with a prayer. Father God, thank you. Thank you for keeping me alive. Thank you for the voice. Thank you for the clarity. Thank you for the experience. And thank you for the love. Because even though the real hate is what's happening on the media. And the idea of DEFCON was to get protected for a time like this. Let's lead with love. I have no association to any hate group. If any hate happens upon any Jewish person, it is not associated because I am demanding that everyone walk in love. Even though there's been things that have happened wrong to me that made me want to speak up that you guys saw in the past two weeks two weeks you saw the power you saw ari emmanuel come out in public and ask if that happened in public what do you think happened in private and what do you think happened in private to so many people for so many years but what i'm telling everyone no matter what background you are no matter what socioeconomic class you are walk with love right now walk do what god would want what would Jesus do? Walk with love, spread love, spread happiness. I thought that I wasn't gonna be like MLK and stand there. I, I, there's times I felt very Ma Malcolm X, but for some reason God has called me to love and to ask for love for everyone. It's time for us just to love because love is the answer. It is the only way. Gandhi said, someone who was actually considered to be a racist, right? Gandhi said, an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. Mm -hmm. 
Jesus, Father God, spread the love. Put the love in our hearts and know that we are not each other's en enemy, but we're all children of you. And you can bring this world to a peaceful place on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Heavy. That's heavy, boy. That's heavy, boy. Like, when I think about it, because I, I know the level of pressure that got to be going on. We talking about billions of dollars. We talking about they stealing my designs. They run off with this. You can't say that, though. You went in the trick bag with that one, unless you're doing what I said last week. Maybe you're trying to see what the receipt look like and bring back the receipt. Ain't no more guessing what it is. This is what it is. Here's the receipt. I paid for it. Here it is. Black people have that that side of them. Boy, when that prayer come out like that, that's that mother. That's that grandmother. That's that mama them. That's Nana them. That's that side of it where it's like, Try to pray your way through it. Spread love. A lot of people going to say, how you want to spread love now when you done said all what you done said? And his position is, I've been going through some things with some, I've been going through some things in this industry with some people that it feels like they ganging me. But when you when you getting ganged, it feel like the world against you. Anything other than one-on-one -on -one is uncomfortable. Now, I, I feel good about a one-on-one. -on -one. A two-on-one, -on -one, somebody got to go down quick. But I, if it's over two-on-one, -on -one, it feel like the word against me now. It's saying white lives matter, anti-Semitic. That's what you no, just that, asked. No, I'm not saying that's anti-Semitic. No, no, you just said that, though. No, and I, but and you, I misspoke. But, but I'm you, saying no, to walk didn't. around with... Well, I'm, 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 I'm trying to correct myself. Okay, so correct I'm saying myself. to walk around with do, do a you white wanna, lives matter. Do you want to walk back that statement? Exactly. Sure, I'll walk back. You got walk chance walk back that statement. Do you think maybe that... Do you think maybe that... No, But I'm saying you're wearing the white lives matter shirt. Um... And Black Lives Matter, and a lot of people think that you're you're being anti-black by saying no. How? What? Let him talk. Let him talk bro. In America, black people don't take all the rights that we have that are actually given to us. And that's true. Because we weren't given what we were promised in the first place, which was the forty acres. Instead, we were given and a mule. And, yeah, and a mule. Instead, we were given projects and bad food and posters of Oprah Winfrey and also Planned Parenthood. Mm -hmm. People said to me multiple times, visit the Holocaust Museum. I said, visit our Holocaust Museum. It's called Planned Parenthood. Mm -hmm. Six million Jews died in the Holocaust, and I am sorry for your losses. 20 million blacks died to abortion and Planned Parenthood was made by Marcus Sanger with the real KKK as population control. Margaret Sanger is a eugenics and is working today. The number one cause of death for black people in America is abortion. The most dangerous place for a black man today or a black baby, black woman, is in their mother's stomach. And that is a programming that's pushed through I got a new word for 2024, um, the red media.
That is the red media. If you go to Apple right now, if you go to Apple right now, go to Apple Music. Let's load up the top 10 songs. I guarantee you they're promote, promoting black serial killing. Absolutely. Not just one. They're promoting black. The red media is making money off of blacks being serial killers to each other. Also misogynistic. The red media is making money off of that. And God sees it. I can't let him kill that genre, man. I understand this is a very tricky area to operate in. I can't let I can't let that be, man. I, I damn it, man. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. When I started this, when you know, simultaneously, I pop out with the rapper. Got to do this, rappers. You got to edit a little bit. Then was, the voices started to come out. Now we have an anti-rapper movement. That's not good. That's an economic. That is economic structure that we will pull from ourselves. I don't I don't understand that. Now, we don't say anything about the movies where whites are killing whites, where, uh, uh, um, 300, you know, movies like 300 where there's violence and things like that. Now, I don't want to blanket from a standpoint at this high of a level that all lyrics are considered crime-ridden music. I think it's a documentation of the circumstances. What I think you should be saying is that all the red media is highlighting the conditions that black people have to go through that consequently lead to sometimes them killing each other. But don't kill that rapper. We can't do that. That's very important. I understand, and I'm not judging because the oppressed becomes the oppressor. Mm-hmm. And it is our time now. Blacks are coming into money. We are not scared anymore. And I showed you that I crossed that line. They tried to bankrupt me. They tried to say I was crazy and I'm alive. We haven't had a a full black, black community since the gentrification of Harlem and Black Wall Street, which was torn down. But I know my brothers my engineers, my architects, my farmers are going to rise up. And if it meant they had to take me and drag me like Emmett Till in front of everyone because I whistled. I know my brothers, my engineers, no reason to lie. My family was taken away from me. My reputation has been smeared. I get it. <clears throat> so let's close with a prayer. Father God, thank you. Y'all missed that. That was him Thank about you for to cry. Me alive. You missed that. That was him about to cry right there. Let's run that back. My reputation has been smeared. I get it. <clears throat> he knows he can't cry. He know. Chin up, chest out. Stand on it. He know that. Look at him. Just pay attention. Oh, the real hate. He had to shut his eyes, boy. He was going down right there. My family was taken away from me. This is real pressure, bro. It's been smeared. I get it. <clears throat> this is real so pressure that the they planted. Father this God, thank you. Thank you for keeping me alive. Thank you for the voice. Thank you for the clarity. Thank you for the experience. And thank you for the love. Because even though the real hate is what's happening on the media, and the idea of DEFCON was to get. And, and, and you know what? The world is so funny. The universe is so funny. Because as much as I want to say, you know, yo, bro, real talk, we don't go in the trick bag. 
how's the universe giving both examples to deal with at the same time? Because while I know being disrespected won't be tolerated, shouldn't be tolerated, and a demonstration needs to be in process, I look across the street at Twitter with Kanye West's big good friend, Elon Musk, just bought Twitter, and they saying Nick over there to know tomorrow, and ain't nobody doing nothing. Oh, man, they over there saying some of the worst, and I study business, so I got respect for the business acumen of, of a lot of guys involved with Elon Musk and what he's done in the market. But you better understand that I'm watching what's happening. How in the hell on one side we take a man and take him off every list known to man? For saying he's going into defense readiness. To me, that's an oxymoron. I don't even, where I come from and I'll let school well to do. Hey, man, that don't even sound right. So that's a trick word to begin with. So y'all don't put me in the trick bag. I use the word y'all miss. In his opinion, y'all misrepresent what, what he meant when he said it. So now y'all take me, drag me all the way down through that because you can't say that kind of stuff about people, man. That's hate, hate-driven. And tell me what's more hate-filled than the word coming from someone outside of the race. It's trauma bonding inside of the race, and you can't, call, you can't tell me what it is because you ain't black. But from outside the car, how you going to tell me what the f*** you can tell me about what's inside the car? So on Twitter right now, because Elon Musk is taking over, we'll cover this a little later. They're using the word like no tomorrow. And on the other side, he's going through a public lynching. And, you know, I'm a numbers guy, man. So not that I think disrespect is cool, but I got to deal with how did this happen and how influential in the population do you even need to be to have this level of influence amongst this won't be tolerated. And so when I went to look and I said, wow, it's 15 million Jews. You know, and, and, and I don't know if that was the world, but it was 15 million is, is, is the number I came up with. Kanye West, I think, had 27 million followers on Instagram. He had more followers than there are people. But the circumstances surrounding that says no matter the amount of people, we have to deal with the amount of influence. And when you deal with that and you disrespect someone, that's deep. And they get to pulling those triggers. So now black people got to put themselves in a situation to say, what is our infrastructure when when we do see them using the word? What do we do? He said they stop payments. And I got asking myself, can they do that? Like, is that really legal? Can you stop my payments? I'm an owner. And see, here's the problem. Kanye is letting y'all know what they do to the owners. That's why Loon got to talk to Jay. I need Jay to push up, Meek to push up, Kanye to push up, QCP. I need all the owners to push up because now they done updated on us again. The information we had at first was, yo, we ain't telling no more. We need to be owners. Now they showing us with Kanye what they'll do to a that own a little piece of it. What do we need to be founders? We need to be founders. Right? Because a lot of times... The owner usually deals with the person that bought it. I need to be dealing with the person that built it. And so now with new information, we say, oh, shit, we got a generation of little boys behind us that think if you just own your shit, you'll be all right. So now we got to update that information, say owning it is no longer enough. You, We dealing with an owner. That's why he would say stuff like that. That's why he was made that dumb statement. I can say anti-Semitic things and. It's like he was in a movie or something. But he thought, 
I'm an owner, bro. They can't just do me any kind of way. The contract even says it. Yo, f*** that contract. Being an owner ain't even enough no more. You know, Jay taught us, Dame taught us, P taught us, Birdman taught us, own your masters, ownership. And I'm not I'm not co-signing nothing he said that had anything to do with being offensive because, again, I stand by, I'm here to do business. I don't go in the trick bag for nobody. But even being an owner ain't enough. Even when you take it and you pull it from music, let's take it over to the NBA. You said he said what? He owned the team. I don't give a he got to sell it as of today. He ain't the founder of the league. He just owned the team. See, it's game on top of game when you get certain money, man. It's that's why I try to tell people that you can't compare yourself. It's so much game in this shit, bro. Even with words, it's just game. Like, you would think not on the NBA team. It don't mean shit when I get through. I mean, it means you got a lot of money, but I'm saying I can put you in a situation where that team ain't yours. Get rid of it. Right now. You see what I'm saying? So, are you really an owner? Or are you a participator at an owner's level? Because are you an owner until you have some kind of ownership in the league? And does the teams have ownership in the league or are they hired talent? Like, it shit get, you see what I'm saying? It gets, there's so much game in it. And that's what I'm saying. Now Kanye's running back saying, yo, bro, Jay and them taught me. Dame, I, I got taught from Leo and Dame and Jay. And they taught me if I was an owner, I'd be all right. I got way up here as an owner. Look what they done. Y'all, let's update the information. Being an owner ain't even enough. Y'all, this hustling good out there right there. They think because you an owner in, in there with that label that that's enough. They done switched the game. You dealing with high-level game. Get some update the information. That's me putting the APB out. I'm updating mine. I'm on top of it. You see how I'm even breaking it down. I'm watching this game different. I got to. It's a lot of money at stake, and they won't convince me otherwise. I've already been offered millions. And I ain't even started yet. I ain't even got my technique down. I ain't even really got right, man. This shit is over with. But we need our big boys to come back and update. Like, we need some more information. We need to sit around and chop this up. Let's spend some time speaking about this. For those of you who are unaware, Joe Budden and Maul have been going back and forth online. Can't do it. But anyway, Joe Budden and Maul, for those of you unaware, Joe Budden podcast in its current form. It's not the form that it was created in. The Joe Budden podcast went through a transition phase where its original host and people that was there at the birth of the podcast and platform um, parted ways. And I know that sounds more common today than it did when it actually happened. So when you hear it now, it's much more of a normal occurrence, right? You hear, you know, like I'm, I'm probably going to speak about in a second, Mav Hoffa, um, has some interest over at Revolt, and according to some reports online, that interest has caused for his podcast to break up. We've seen the homie B. Marshall go through it. Um, you've seen, you know, with Fred Taylor and Channing. And so in podcasting in this very new industry, you see that a lot of these guys don't really understand how to make this work in a way where it's effective for all people because what's happening is it's getting lost in translation. Who's pulling what? All we can see is the train moving. But what's causing the train to move? And they haven't got it down to the science like that. And that's why you hear me be so critical of dudes. Why are y'all partying and drinking and getting high and niggas don't even know the industry? 
You don't even know how to categorize and compartmentalize these things in a way to make it clear to the people that started with you. And y'all drinking every episode? Not long. Sometimes I, yo, bro, I, I, you know, again, it's just business. It's business. And I know before I get to this Joe Budden and Maul, let me speak about this because, I, I, again, I have foresight. I'm a visionary. So I, I can kind of see what's about to happen. My approach to this game, right, because every time I run into these dudes that I'm better than podcasting in, they tell me that they don't take it serious. And I'm like, yo, it's, you know it's millions on the line? And you, you tell it. So you want me to believe. You want me to believe that it's millions of dollars on the line and you just so happen to not be taking this serious. And if you ain't taking it serious, let's limit our conversation with each other because I take money serious. I take this whole shit serious, right? And I want the young creators to know because I'm, I come in well read and well put together. So, or at least I think I am. Again, I don't know how well put together I am until I go through my worst time, right? Your worst time is your worst time. So you don't know what you're made of until you get into your worst time. So again, I don't know exactly uh, how far that goes with me, but I do know that in this industry, I'm coming with a force. And the force I'm coming with is scrambling the data that they have. It's like, nah, that is not supposed to happen. Hold on, man. You're supposed to have to come through us to do that. And I've been able to scramble it. So it it, it kind of got a lot of people sitting back not understanding what's happening. But young creators, they'll, they'll try to trick you into believing that you're working out too much. Man, the practice is over at four, man. This, this dude right here, he stayed a nine. Man, what kind of nigga is this? Man, he ain't got no lightning. Stay the nine. He still practicing. Man, he get up early, be running around the neighborhood looking dumb. It be cold outside. See, they don't understand. You developing in the dark. You developing when you don't see. They know You know where you headed. They just can't see it. You see what I'm saying? But they'll try to trick you into that because they got to justify why they sleeping late. They got to justify why they getting up late and ain't doing a motherfucking thing. They got to justify that so in their mind, they're going to look at him and say, he doing too much, moving too much. He doing too much. You ever been in a warehouse working with a nigga? They hate that nigga that's sweating hard, that's working hard. If they pull up and pair him with a nigga, that boy he pair him with, he mad, man. This man finna make me work harder, man. Because he would hope to relax and chill and get by, barely get by. I ain't no barely get by, nigga. I ain't one of them barely getting by, niggas. And I didn't have no daddy. So I don't want to hear this. There's another thing I want to speak about. I, you know, a lot of times it's always like, you know, uh, what well, the kids don't have an example. And the little boys nowadays don't have an example. And I, I do understand how important examples are. But I also got to push back and let us know that what we want it to be. We got to deal with what it is. And it's still possibility on the other side. I ain't getting no game from the nigga that had me. I ain't getting no inspiration from the nigga that had me. Right? He didn't hand me nothing. Right? As far as nothing in regards to the makeup of who I am today. So what I'm saying is the information is out there. It's a, it's more about mindset. But in this podcast space, let's talk about this Joe and Maul thing. In this podcast space, man, with Rory and Maul, and this was a very interesting situation. You know, I almost had started to not really care about it, but I have reason to have some interest in this. 
as great as Joe Budden is at commentating, I just think he's glued himself to the wall in so many places, right? It's, and I think he's still going to sustain in the market, but he's not maximizing. And I think he, as a businessman, not to be maximizing is a problem. Um, and I'm not saying financially; I'm saying impact. Why, from all aspects, like he was the he was he was the front runner, you know. And now he's fell back. But um, after the breakup, Rory and Maul, when he got a deal with SiriusXM, uh, Joe. Did his Patreon thing when he got Ish and Ice, uh, put his, put, you know, licked his wounds, kind of put cast over all the broken bones, and now he's back catching stride. Um, now we have a situation where they're going back and forth. Maul had an interview with Saha the Prince, and this is what was said. I've been telling everybody I put my offer on the table. You're rich enough to accept it, but you ain't accepted it. Yeah, he stole enough. Yeah, yeah, because you because you know, yeah, you know what time it is. He stole enough. He got it. He can he can pay you with my money. Yeah, yeah, it's our money. Yeah, exactly. So about more. Not only did I not steal from you, you have never had anything worth me stealing from you. No matter how many new beginnings you start, and no matter how many of these new people you get around. Some of us know you. That would be me. So please stop spreading these lies. You've never had anything for me to steal from. That's not the nature of this relationship. This is some sick role reversal shit going on. And I'm not mad at nobody else calling me a thief. But you can't call me no fucking thief. No, I will not have it. You've never pulled your own weight. The first never meant nothing to you. It's never been like responsibilities. You never got up and carried your own shit. It's always been another around to help you do it. And you don't speak to them niggas no more neither. So this is not Joe specific. Stop putting smut on my name. I'm going to start showing up for myself because that's my problem with the fucking Internet. Y'all don't know nothing about none of these. All of them. The whole industry. And get a mic with no fucking resume. And just show the accounting. I'll shut the f up forever. I'll apologize on my platform for calling you a thief. I'll apologize on my platform for calling you a liar. Show the accounting. In fact, I'm going to go a step beyond. Show the taxes paid out. Because I know the games you can play when it comes to accounting. You can't play those games when it comes to taxes. Show the taxes paid out. Let's do that. Let's do that on our... I'll, I'll go on his platform and let him reveal accounting and the taxes let's do that let's not play this back and forth game you know i don't know nothing about the first of the month and, and dudes carried me my whole life and all these things you know dumb shit that's just not true and show the spotify deal show the contract let's go on i'll look if roy i'm speaking for myself i'll i'm willing to go and sit down in front of him and let him do that be happy to show the contract I'm, i would never sit here he's a thief Anybody that has ever done business with that man will tell you that he's a thief. He's going to try to snake you and do some shicey shit to get the money and run with it. It just says what it is. And it, and here's the thing. Sometimes I look at it like, okay, the corporations, the business, they've been stealing from us too. Yeah, they still. Mm. But come on, man. Like, that's who you are. Your new show. I ain't going to cap now. It sound like 
whatever information Maul has or has been presented sounds final to him. Sounds almost like he's one, like I'm sure of this. And it's like Joe on the other side is saying, well, if you don't understand accounting and taxes and you kind of blurred up, then that's kind of how you can get. But he's like, no, I, I understand that. I know what I'm looking at and you stole. And it's like Joe is is playing this. Um, it's almost like I know Joe's hurt. So he's playing this weird game where it's like, ka, 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 get it in blood, play, play, ta, 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 like it's funny, but that ain't funny for somebody to call you a thief. All real men know you do not want to be a thief, my nigga. The Bible speaks about the man must earn his meal by the sweat of his brow. So the man has to be by nature got to go put some work in. If you a stealing man, you a piece of trait. Like you really is the scum. You like a, you understand? And so as much as Joe Budden want to deflect it and act like it really ain't, it ain't really. I think that's that defense mechanism because he's like, I, I, how, how do I, I can't stop him from saying it. You understand? What I'm going to go fight him. What I'm going to sue him. I didn't sue him. I let him go make some money. So I didn't, I'm not going to sue him. It's a bill, right? So what am I going to do to stop him from, I tell you what, I'll lean into it and try to reverse the, the, the effects of it and kind of eight mile Eminem it. That still has my blood, sweat and tears in it. Mm -hmm. Cause everything you, and I know that's what pains him. I know that's what pains him. Every time he pay for pussy, that's some of my money. Every single time he pay for pussy, that's for some of my money. Some of your pussy. Every vacation, <laughs> some of your every, pussy. Every, every vacation he take a chick yeah. on, that's some of my money he, mm. he using. And that pains him. The most money he ever made in his life, he made sit next to me. That pains him. I know that pains him, but we had a beautiful thing. It worked. I, I thought so. It all built together. And I, I didn't think it was such a, a hard thing him. to say that we, the three of us built it together. It pains him. <laughs> I didn't know that was such a difficult All that Balenciaga he's wearing, I'm paying for it. <laughs> It pains him. It hurts. Every time he think he's fresh, he look in the mirror. I paid for well, it. It pains him because, you know, the notoriety and, and the cloud and the attention that he wanted as a solo artist. Mm -hmm. He attained that sitting next to two guys that he feels like has no resume. Who are these guys? Mm -hmm. Fans that don't know me. Yeah, I'm new to them. I'm, you know, I'm only just doing this podcast. And the crazy shit is I was doing a podcast before you, homie. That's the funny shit about all of this. I actually asked you to do it. And you told me it was corny to do a podcast. Okay, cool, whatever. Now it's your biggest asset in the world. It's the most the most notoriety you've ever gotten. Mm -hmm. People that would never talk to you as an artist would never give you in the verse as an artist. Oh, they'll come sit on your podcast now because you're a train wreck. People are gonna look at a train wreck. If you see an accident on the on the turnpike right now, you'll stop and say, "Ooh, damn! I hope they're okay." And complain about the traffic. While and, it's happening. Yeah, and complain about the traffic <laughs> while I contribute to it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's just I slow like, down too. Yeah, like stop it, man, because I'm not gonna. These are just the facts, bro. You stole from me and Rory. Facts. It's not about me trying to create some narrative and paint you a certain way. You stole from Rory and myself. And we know that. And we just got tired of it and said, yo, we're not going to deal with it no more. Oh, here's another thing that I don't think people know, Rory. We never got paid from YouTube. I, we said that in the response video. Did we? I think so. We never got paid from YouTube. But why, well, I know a lot of people didn't know that. Why I don't even get back to facts anymore is because we laid everything out in that first response video. And then I still see narratives from that response video of shit yeah. we never said. <laughs> I was like, all right, never mind. Yeah, just, I'm done trying to explain shit because it's the internet. Everyone's going to have their own yeah. opinion.
And so what you must understand is this podcast, uh, Joe Bud podcast with, with Rory and Maul, man, was, it was killing it for a while. Like, it, it was, like, on top of the charts maybe for two, three years straight. Um, but in some weird way, they wasn't counting, like, Rogan and stuff like that. So Spotify had some sort of weird counting system going on. Uh, with Rory Mall when they was at the Joe Bunn podcast, but you could not deny the cultural relevance. You could not deny what that was. That was one of the best podcasts created. And everyone that listens to me knows that my palette expands far past hip hop. And so um, when it first happened, you know, everybody was disappointed and, and thinking like, what, what do they do now? What's next? What's happening? When you hear, all of this happened like I don't have time to go down through the whole history, um, but but I want to deal with it kind of where it is today. So Joe has now moved in Ish Ice new building X Y and Z, and being a being called a thief is a harsh re, is a harsh comment to deal with. Joe Budden responded sitting next to his people on his podcast. Let's listen to some of what he said. <laughs> Why don't you? Why would you? Right? Why don't I work? <laughs> Show the account. Why don't I show the accountant? Because my feelings were. Why would I be showing an accountant? I'm not. My feelings are. I'm going to mind my little business. Yeah, no, because, hold on, wait for you. <laughs> I don't want to do none on. of that, hold bro. I'm good. Yo, Alabama was number what? Three? Hold up, goddamn. I'm going to be honest. Ish makes it uncomfortable for Joe. Ish, you know, Ish, is a, Ish, Ish, Ish makes it uncomfortable for Joe. I'll leave it right there. When Joe gets into these bags where he usually could just. You remember Joe used to be the guy who was who can wiggle out of things. Most conversations he'll get in with people, he'll wiggle out of them a certain kind of way or make these points a certain kind of way. He just will not try that with Ish. And I'm not sure if he is if it's because he respects Ish's ability to articulate his points or it's because Ish has information and time with him. So he can pin him up against no, because I remember hey, when we was at the strip club and suddenly said you did that. Like no longer am I imagining what you may do. I'm I'm telling you what you did, right? So it's it's just it's a different approach when he has a conversation with Ish. Um, but as you see there, you know Ish say yo, why you didn't show the accountant? He said my feelings were hurt. I believe your feelings were hurt. But I don't see how the feelings hurt stops the accountant. But then later on, he'll say, I did show the accountant, but the accountant they got, they just wasn't happy with. But I think I understand what happened. But let's listen to a little more. All of this shit that I can't talk about, and I do understand why I can't talk about it, because I'm surrounded by, like, mature people now. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm surrounded by mature people who have my best interest. I get all of that. Mm -hmm. But I get... I don't... Okay, so let's speak about that. I do understand how your business people around you are going to say, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. I get that. What's happening is you even see people like Diddy come out and say, yo, enough, enough of that. And he's a billion, he's a billionaire. So at some point, you got to defend your name. At some point, your legacy, at some point, everything that you worked for is on the line, is in jeopardy. You understand your credibility, your credentials. It's on the line when you're saying you stole money. Ain't nobody can say Loon stole nothing. I ain't stole ideas, talking points, money, nothing. I ain't stole nothing from nobody. You understand? So when somebody's calling you a thief, a man has to defend that. Now, how you defend it is up for debate. But the idea that 
You're just going to say, let them call me a thief and let that ride. I find that very interesting, especially when I watch people like the Jay-Z's of the world defend themselves. I watch the Birdman's of the world defend themselves. I watch QCP's of the world defend themselves because at some point it's like, yo, bro, I'm so hurt by that because I took lesser than I should have took. I'm talking about fan. I'm talking about from a business perspective. I could have took more from you than I did. I could have get put you in a different deal than I did. I could have done that whole thing a different way. And you saying what I did was stealing? That 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 it triggers something in a man because a man must earn theirs by the sweat of their brows. So being called a thief and being able to lay down on that, that's bad to me, bro. You can't call me a thief. You can't say I stole from you and I get to go lay down and, and the rest of my life and everything just cool. Now that's on my conscience. I stole something. I, I, I took somebody think I took from them. You understand? Nah, nah, that's a different thing. Because somewhere in that, there's a good conversation to have about loss of friendship. We can have it. So let's have it. Why you so why you, you sit on the pod and, and, and say that to me? That's why I get mad at you. Say what to you? Ish, me and you have been friends for a million fucking years. Keep if going. I have taken care of, of... Let me take me out of it. Well, no, it's me and you. If I have taken care of you in a certain way for eons, mm -hmm. and you come and look me in the face and say, you're stealing from me, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Not be hurt? Or not have emotions or feelings about the shit. You asking? It's just logical brain. Yeah, show me. Well, that's what I did. I don't know nothing about what you did with them. I'm talking about with me. I'm gonna say, show me, show me. But you know, I'm. I'm but that's that, why I'm laughing. But at I'm the question. guy that'll go toe to toe and be like, yo, nah, nah, nah. I'm gonna back you in the corner. If you are saying X, Y, and Z, the nigga show me. If you can't show me... But that is what happened, by the way. I don't know what took I'm, place. I'm, I'm somebody I'm, who I considered a friend mm -hmm. looked me in the face and said, you're stealing from me. And you said what? And I said, no, I'm not. And then they said, show me all the paperwork from 2015. I did that. Then they wanted a self-audit. I did that. Then I provided all these things. If you still think whatever you think at that point, what the fuck you want me to... And then he's saying whatever he's saying, which is show me the, show me the paperwork, show me your taxes. Uh, am I in the matrix? Am I? Maybe I have a bad understanding of this. Your you accused taxes? me of stealing. So if yeah, I, I guess I'm missing this. Let's run that back really quick. Fuck you want me to? And then he's saying whatever he's saying, which is show me the, show me the paperwork, show me your taxes. Uh, am I in the matrix? Am I? Maybe I have a bad understanding of this. You accused taxes? me of stealing. Okay, so showing the taxes will, I think, say what the business made, and I think that could alleviate the issue, I believe. <laughs> I, I think that's the point he's making. And not the personal taxes, but I would have to clarify that with Ma. Again, you gotta be shooting me. I never had a conversation with them. They might have some... Then show it. It wouldn't just be two years of whatever the fuck you're saying and whatever you think. It's over now. The niggas landed. We landed. Everybody landed. Okay, but you wouldn't just keep. You wouldn't just keep saying that. See, they their plans wanted to be fueled on hate for Joe. My plans was only fueled on work ethic. <laughs> Again, I that's that's what I was betting on moving forward. Yo, at the end of the relationship, the product was bad, and the product is bad 
because people feel however they feel and they bring in those feelings to work. And I'm the person that's funding this and looking at it. So I have to make an executive decision at some point and stop coddling people, especially when the coddling leads to you being investigative to not only me, but all these beautiful, great people that are working for you for two years. So you're right, it's all my fault, because you let it sit. You don't nip it in the bud from the jump, and then cancer spreads. Yeah, I just think that, I think that, and this is my personal opinion, again, I don't I, I, um, kind of walk a far line when I address that situation. I just think And that, I appreciate that. I think that better communication from all parties involved mm -hmm. lands you guys in a different space. Ish, that's also a part of my, part of my problem, because you've been coddled for as long as you've been coddled. And then when it all went down, you didn't even have you didn't have a conversation. You didn't look niggas in the face and say what the fuck was going on with you. You want to do internet games. I don't want to do internet games. If you got some proof that I took something from you, which I don't see a world where I could all ever. Right, Joe, I got to push back on that. You say you don't do internet games, and you you fired a chair like you fired them guys online. So that that was internet. That was online. So. Again, I, I'm not sure I agree with whatever's happening, but I'm saying if you're going to say I don't want to do internet games, but you came in and did a, a a whole episode firing him saying that he hid dish detergent and all of that, that's when it gets squirrely. Something from you. I don't. Then show it. Or take your money, go get your lawyer, go to court, do whatever you got to come take it back. Take any action. <laughs> but don't just keep saying the same shit. Come on, stop it. That's all I'm saying. Because now, y'all know me, I want to make you tap out. I want to make you tap out. Mm -hmm. So if I know I didn't do some shit, I'm going to make you tap out, and I'm going to get my dick hard off of that. See, and that, that's where you're different from me. I know. It's no point in proving know what the point is for me that I didn't steal from you now the you've already showed I feel different than you you've already showed your behavior so it, do, it don't hold up but it don't reconcile nothing so it, don't bring, about, it don't bring a we don't need the reconciliation yeah. I don't yeah, want the whole world saying that I'm a thief and that I wronged somebody if I know I didn't wrong you right mm -hmm. me yeah. if I know I didn't wrong you let's bring all go I'm going to give you a month to get all your data together. Because when you come, I don't want to hear you say, it's, it's yo, the, I don't got that. Well, it's I ain't the, got but it's this the data that I gave him. Show it. I'm not talking Show about y'all. I'm not. Again, I'm talking about me and how I would address that situation. And I I'm couldn't gonna, even do that. Yeah, I'm going to They would go, look at me like the bad guy. I have a whole career of, hey, people looking at Joe like the bad true. guy when he responds in defense of Joe. So if it ain't true and but it, it don't, don't apply, then you just let it fly. Shit. No, I think so. Not for me. Because again... That that could have potentially fucked up future business deals for me. Well, last year that was could important. potentially fuck last up year other was stuff important. Moving forward, last year it was important. Oh, y'all trying to sink sink me? But once you land, you land. That's not true. It's like I disagree. That's what you say. I, you know that's that's been my take. What I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, everybody's landed at this point. Ain't no oh, down, now, 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 now. I think Ice is is very happy to have landed in that position. Um, and I'll, I'll ask Ice that whenever we have a conversation. Like, I want to know, like, I want to have a real conversation about that. Like, do you feel lucky? Could you could could you had created that shot you dealing with? I want to ask Ice that when I speak with them. You, Ice, on the Joe Button podcast, could you had created that shot 
that you have right now had Rory and Maul been pushed out of position? Because Ish is, you know, we being Ish talk, we have a relationship. I believe Ish could stand alone in the market. You know, I'm not sure he'll be as powerful as he is with Joe, but the articulate, how he articulates his point of view, he has substance in the market. I'll give him that. Does Ice feel like? How lucky does he feel? Because every time it comes up for him, he's just like, man, fuck the fuck have it happen, it happens. I'm here now. It's like, you know, and I get it. It ain't your beef. So salute. Salute. You make six figures, whatever you making, salute. I ain't tripping. But I think context is missing when people receive that message. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing no, to talk about. I'm, like, that's what I'm talking about before. Like, I'm saying before, not today. Today is a whole different ballgame. My mindset would be different. The emotional. What would your mindset be today? Thank you. My mindset today would be either one to just ignore the completely mm. completely like i wouldn't even think about it mm. or two my mindset would go into it depend on how emotionally they caught me like if somebody said some real fuck shit mm -hmm. emotionally i'd be like yo i'm tired of you but what if you're not emotional about it like i'm not emotional i'm, I'm not gonna and, address and it at all then if mm -hmm. i'm not emotional about it i'm not gonna say a word not one peep i'm gonna act like i didn't hear it there we go but See, if i'm emotional now i'm gonna pow pow you again Bring every piece of information you have. I don't want to hear you say when we get to this table. And again, this is why I say I like I like Ish. Ish is good at this, right? But and this is real time. But instantly, soon as he said that, well, what if you're not emotional? Now he's painted as if he's not emotional. But damn, if you just rewind four minutes back, and I didn't rewind, but I have. I'm just thinking. He just said he was hurt. Why would I show accounting and I'm hurt? But then fast forward four minutes to try to make sure that uh, my talking points align with my presentation. It's like, yo, man, I'm not emotional. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not, not showing nothing. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not into it. I don't care. I'm not. You can't be hurt and, and also non-emotional, just for the record. Oh, I forgot that at home. Or, yo, I can't find it on my hard drive. Or, no, nigga, bring every single thing you got at home. Because when I'm going to bring my shit home, I want to tap you out in the public. And make you apologize to me in public. That as stupid as you try to make me sound, I want to make you sound even stupider. Also, also. That's how my brain Also thinks. in there, I'm done teaching. Oh, my I'm, name. I'm done teaching. My name matters. I'm done teaching this. Name matters. Y'all want to furry up y'all feathers because y'all don't understand taxes. Have a blast with that. My name matters. I'm just saying, like, yo. In but your name is your name still. No, it's not. Your name got blemishes. Yo, dog, in business, whether it was street business, legal business, nobody could say that Antoine has them in business. They can't. And, I, and I'm happy about that. I've been in business for damn near 20 years on my own, and there's nobody walking around that can say, yo, this did XYZ to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy about that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So if somebody. That's a myth. What? When people say that. You're not a, you're a public figure. I'm not. But that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's why I'm calling it a myth. Because someone somewhere could say. True. Antoine did shady business. Mm -hmm. Then don't. Prove it now. Thank you. So but now I'm. At this level, you think that that accountant got it, is going to be fucked up with the fucking IRS? And, yo, the IRS took my money before. In 2011, 2013, 2014, I've gone through real. I think he's, 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 he keep talking about the accounting. And what I think the issue is, 
is the accountant, but it's the net profit. What was made? So the accountant can speak to like, this is where you fudge the numbers. I think they're trying to see a high level number to see, all right, this is what was brought in. And then this is what we were paid. Now let's work our way through the middle to kind of see how all of that stuff coincides. Somewhere in there is where I think they're living that. A real forensic auditing before where everything got a map, blah, blah, blah. That shit is a headache where they start asking you shit. You don't know why they're asking you, but it pertains to something that oh, you yeah. wrote down. You don't even know how to answer it. You be like, Yo, this level, your shit better, it got a match. Yeah, you can't Not play. because can't of some them. But that's what I was trying to explain back then, but it was emotional back then. Today, there's too many people that it has to be right for. I have to be accountable to mad people, them niggas way on the bottom of that list. It's like jail time if some shit go wrong in, in my books. Are you shitting me? Yeah. That's why I ain't take that PPP loan. Let me say this, man, to the to the youngsters out there, not even the youngsters, just the people that's just in position or fighting to be in position or trying to get in position. Niggas ain't really tripping off you making it, homie. It ain't about you making it. Niggas hoping you don't sustain it. You know, you hear hating ass niggas say, everybody get a turn. You hear bitch ass niggas say, everybody get they shot. And that's true, but you will hear them say it at the wrong time. And what I'm telling you is, they ain't hoping you don't make it. They hoping you don't sustain it. So you need to switch your, see, they tricked us. They tricked us into getting this get rich shit. They tricked us with that. We got to learn how to sustain. We need staying power. And I think it's important to understand that people in position sometimes, and not all of them, and I hate that sometimes, when I speak like this, it may come off as because I got good friends and people to help me in this industry and I, I love and I care about them. It's a lot of them out there. And I think I think that they understand my fight. So I think that they understand when I get in this pocket right here, because if they 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 my buddies, they know that I talk about a lot of different things. Sometimes I highlight these conversations because they important to the people that's behind me. I can right now cash in and be OK. I can go let a company take over right now with my influence right now and be all right. You understand? But what I'm trying to get you to understand is the people under me need to understand the diameters. They need to understand what's happening ahead of them, right? So I'm just trying to put them in position to understand. Now, that may come off to people sometimes is what's going on. Well, you know, we help loan like we fuck with him. And I just want the people who do fuck with me, I, I pray you understand that. You know, this fight is bigger than me and you. This fight is for the, this whole structure of this business. You know, um, collateral damage is a thing. I understand that as well, right? I hope to not be interfering with anything that'll cost anybody I love their position, right? Um, but I think that it's time to update, bro. And then I got to ask myself, why the fuck I give a fuck about niggas when didn't nobody put me in position it's a couple people put me in position really gave me a shot baby and then put me in position in regards to that interview that did something to my cachet you couldn't pay for that but outside of that right and that's what make you try to wonder what's happening because you say damn when when you in position do you put people in position what does that look like and we got to start to define that because people on the outside are waiting to be put in position and not even knowing what position they're waiting to be put in. I've heard 
people standing next to me and having conversations with important people because I got the kind of business acumen and name in the industry where people want to come and rub shoulders with me and see what my mind is because this dude be talking some, he be talking some shit. So if you just happen to be standing next to me and I might run into the CEO or I'm, I might run into this dude right here who's 25 years in the industry, one of the most well-connected people and, and you be standing next to me and you try to run that low-level game on him and you only got his ear because you're next to me. And he get this confused that this is a conversation, not a relationship. See, all this is happening when your cachet get high, you got to start thinking about all this kind of shit. Because now my name on the line, when you pull up on me and start talking to this nigga who was over here talking to me, and now he trying to run some game on you because you an important person. Now he running some bullshit. So when you're on the outside, in your mind, you're saying, put me in position. And then you ask a person, drill that down for me. What does the what what does position mean to you? Why, why I want to deal? What kind of deal you want? Why well, I want to be signed? What kind, Who you want to be signed to? Distribution, recording, what you trying to do? Well, I'm trying to get with QC. I'm trying to get over there with Def Jam. Now I'm saying, I'm saying, what what are you trying to do is what I'm saying. Like, what kind of deal are you looking for? What's your leverage? And then they draw blanks. So it's people who don't know what they need to be in the position that they're asking for. And certain positions is a setup for failure. See, everything in life, man, and I, I was I was telling somebody this yesterday, and I think it's very important that we maximize our efforts in understanding this mindset is so important critical thinking is so important and so we got to start to teach our children and each other that hey just showing up ain't enough because the way society just like this the society have it where you would think getting a driver's license you should be okay behind the wheel you know, they talk to you about the rain. They make sure you know where your turning signals at and all your safety belts. And make sure you understand that this is a turning lane and this is a stop sign and how much you need to stop back when you see this line. And yellow means this, right? So it's a lot of understanding they give you before they give you this driver's license. But the license don't do you no good when you don't know how to move, especially as a black man, especially as a black boy. You definitely need to know how to move. We got to teach movement to our kids, to our sons, especially, and our daughters. It's a different kind of movement at night than it is in the daytime. You don't pull up in certain spots at night. It might be all right in the daytime. It's a reason why these stores close. I remember being in L.A., and it was like 7 o'clock, and, and they were like, yo, we finna close. I'm like, what? why y'all closing? Well, it gets kind of spooky around here. I said, damn, they dictating the closing of stores? They shutting y'all money down? Then I got to thinking, now, you got to remember, they attacking them people out there. So you, it's hard to find somebody that want to work. Now, the business don't give a damn. They'll stay open. It's the employees that saying, I got to get off by 7. You know, but I had to think about it more to understand, like, how is... Yo, I know how capitalism work. It ain't no way y'all letting that dictate that. It was them having trouble finding someone to fill that position that was willing to stay past a certain time. 
it's important to understand though it's different it's a different movement when you're driving a Benz than when you're driving a Honda. You move different when you got on jewelry and when you got on Versace. You move different when you got on these kind of things than when you just got on white tee. It's a reason why a millionaire or a flashy kind of nigga, when he goes certain places, he dumb all that down. It's reasons behind these things. We got to teach each other how to move. And that's why when I see people and I see, okay, I see you don't move that way. Certain spots, even when you see a rapper with jewelry on. It says a lot. Just them with their jury around says a lot about the environment that they're in. Nobody, because the rapper does what he wants to in most cases. So when he shows up with his jury around and says something about his mindset. See, because where I'm from, knowing how to move is essential to staying alive. You can turn a 211 into a 187. Like you can turn a robbery into a killing. You understand? You can turn a... You you would be a little more... Like, just because of your lack of knowledge, moving wrong, the wrong shit, a turn of robbery. When I would have just took this shit, went on, you I, I done killed him, man. He done made me kill him. You understand? Because he don't know how to move in these kind of situations. And it's hard to adapt and evolve in a way where you can bond with that even, even that kind of trauma. And it's unfortunate that I can relate to even say those kind of things but but what i'm saying is it's unfortunate we got to move a certain way man that's just the reality of the situation i ain't make the rules i was handed the playbook i was handed the rules i ain't do nothing to the rule i was handed this i think about my kids as they got to come up in this shit and it's like i got to teach them how to move i got to teach them how to move i can't teach them just it ain't enough now just to be a father or just show up at the game or just do this and that. Now you got to be there in a way where you teaching them how to move through this shit. Because if it's left up to society, like I said, they'll just give them their license. They don't tell them what it's raining. Make sure you don't hit the brakes fast now. Know what I'm saying? Hey, don't pull up. But nah, them little stores like that right there, they ain't cool. Nah, don't never meet one of them. Don't never do this. Don't, don't do that. that ain't, they, ain't gonna, they just going to hand you a license. All right, have a good day. They might have just handed you a death certificate if I don't teach you how to move. If I don't teach you how to get in life and navigate through life with a with a certain level of understanding, when you soon, man, listen, man. Man, listen, man. And even when I think about all these podcasts breaking up, and I and I think about us, we just had trouble with community. We have trouble understanding community. We have trouble understanding the biggest companies in the world, the richest people in the world, the, where they got their most wealth from, they own 10% of that company, 15 10 8% of the company, 6% of the company. Most things that are uber successful will take community building. And so for us, especially in this new podcast industry, without it being any real guidelines as to what means what, right? In the NBA, you know about what a center get paid. You know about what a third-year dude that's doing 20, 10, and 5 get paid. You know about what a running back that went for 2,000, two years straight. You, you know what a quarterback that had over this many. We kind of got a gauge on things. But in podcasting, it's such a new industry. People are unaware of where they stand. So the cameraman think he deserved 10%. When the when the zoom on auto focus, the camera on auto focus, he he want ten percent of the company. 
the graphic designer said the design wouldn't have been what it was if it weren't for him. He need 8% of the company. Some dude you had sit in four or five times said then was the most instrumental episode. He needs 10% of the, like, they, 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 you know, it's, they, don't nobody know what it's worth. Don't nobody know, hey, what is my sweat equity? What does that mean? And unfortunately, I had to do mine this way to make sure all you stay out the mix of. I always hustle with my own pack. Now, now that it's clear that I'm hustling with my own pack, now let's see what we can do. I'm one of them. It's a drought, everybody. It's a drought out there. Here I come, then. They say there was a drought. Here I am. I, yeah, I, yeah, nah, nah. I got that. Yeah. I stepped out on faith with that. What we doing? How much they say that uh, they can't find it nowhere either. Got their ass right where I want them. Congratulations to Diddy. Diddy just became officially a billionaire, you know. Revote family. They're my people. 100% family. What I didn't like is that these publications came out with it and said he replaced Kanye. Now, Kanye was already going through a very self-inflicted public bashing. So he was already under scrutiny, and I don't understand why they had to do the replace thing. See, I know what they're going to say, though, because I'm dealing with information, so I know what they're going to say, but it's it's crazy that I ain't never seen him take a white dude and and he replaced white dude off there like that. I, I ain't never seen that. And then I think the timing of it, too, was important. I, they knew what they was doing. I think, again, bro, I talked about it earlier in the part, you know, this is fresh. When Elon Musk just took over Twitter, I watched Elon a lot. I watched these high-level businessmen. And you hear Twitter everywhere. Same time, Kanye's getting lynched for saying something one of these tricky situations he put himself in is just watch what's happening, man. In real time, the universe will speak to you. I'm telling you. Kanye say, yo, I, I'm Kanye will come over here and talk to us and kick that. I'm worth billion shit. And then not even have over 150 million in the bank. That's why it felt different coming from Jay. It feel different fucking with Diddy. It feel different with even Pete them that made a lot of money. Birdman. It feel different with, you feel me? Who else got that? Who else be? Who else? Drake. It even feel different over there with Drake. Like I'm just saying, far as this plentiful. Nah, it's plentiful around here. It's plentiful around here. You know. Now we know you got you got it though. We know you got it though. You know what I'm saying? You Adidas. We know what you is though. But I'm talking about the feeling. You can ask the strippers sometimes, you know, we seen a joke the other day about them saying the rap niggas go harder than them ball playing niggas, man, when they come to just the feeling of I know y'all kick that it's in the bank shit. Nah, it's on the flow over here, though. Nah, they talking that shit in the bank shit. Nah, it's on the flow over here. So I think sometimes it can get, you know, it can feel different with that money. Sometimes niggas having that shit plentiful. And they letting that, yeah, and sometimes he got it, but it ain't, it ain't, it's, it's, it's tied up or it's like Kanye gave me tied up money, which is cool. Now, I ain't telling y'all put the money in the business now, be clear, you know, but it's, it's crazy to pop that richest man shit and giving me tied up money. 
You know, that's what I'm saying. Because these young niggas just spinning that shit. You know what I'm saying? And I, don't, I ain't saying it's financial literacy now. Let me be clear. I always got to try to get some information too. But, boy, it's, it's a feeling go with that, though. It's a feeling on that side. So, um, he said he have $120 million in the bank, and that was crazy to me. You know, he said when he did get over $120-something million, they hit him with $27 million taxes. You playing with them people that play with them people that don't play. And then here's another thing about, about Ye. Then we're going to get out of here for this week. Like, I just gave y'all two parts back-to-back. I kept it real gangster with y'all. You know what I mean? And um, because I was behind because of the hospital, so I kept it real, real gangster. But the situation that you're seeing with Kanye and Adidas is a master class in trademark and patent. It's a master class. I'm letting it play out, but I'm going to break this down and I'm going to teach the culture the difference, how it's filed, what needs to be filed. This is going to be a series. And I already, I've already trademarked the idea, got the IP. This is a series. I'm taking this situation and I'm extracting all this information. This is a master class on trademark versus patent. It's a master class. You're dealing with Adidas saying, yo, we own the patent of that shit. We can sell that design without that name, though. So when you hear Kanye say, I own that shit, you think you own, he owned the actual shoe. He owned the name that's on the shoe. It's, it gets complex, but it's, it's important we break that down for the generation behind us. And so patent is the design and trademark is the name. This is a messy fight, right? This is where they're trying to cripple them at, and they may be successful if, if, if blacks don't help them. See, this is what I'm saying. This is why you don't confuse the family. You remember when I was talking about it? He confused the family. You don't never confuse the family. When you confuse the family, you got a chance of daddy leaving. And if daddy leave, you're going to have to regroup. That's bad if daddy leave. And people don't respect that no more in these new ways. They, ain't, they don't respect daddy leaving. You understand? And that's what you got to make them respect. Ah, uh, uh, you got it all on your own, don't you? Ah, uh, okay. Bet. And you got to fall back and let them get on up on their feet since they think they having it like that. Since they think they, they figured it out and they got it, let them figure it out since they got it. Know what I'm saying? But they trying to cripple him. What they trying to do is, all right, we know you say you worth billions, but we know you ain't worth billions. We know you worth, We. I'm sorry, I take that back. We know how you worth billions. Worth billions is a different sentence than got billions. So, worth billions, you in particular, is wrapped up in stocks, which is wrapped up in us, and it's wrapped up in our stock market price, which is wrapped up in the price of your products selling in stores and the forecast of it and how good it's done and what we think it's going to do, what we also got planned for it and how much money we raked. Right, it's a whole thing going on. It's keeping this billion number at this certain place. Ain't no money involved. I'm talking about liquid money that I can go grab. It's just this certain little, it's this certain little recipe to keep keeping this billion number right where it's at. It's just right. And and when he did what he did, what he did was they took their hand off that and start breaking that shit back up. Take that, take that off, take that off, take this back. Hold on. That, there you go now. Forbes got him at 400 million. He's loud about I got 120 in the bank. And if I got 120 in the bank, we don't kill you by stop business with you. That might help you in the long run. 
we kill you by stopping payments to all them factories and all them Yeezy employees because for you to keep your business going, guess what you got to go in that 120 million? How long can you got to go in that 120 million? And on top of that, we might keep you tied up in court with these designs. Then you got to drop a new design real quick, pay the... You see what I'm saying? So that's where they trying to cripple him at. He just went at Diddy. Diddy's a nigga with a credit line. Jay is a nigga with a line. You done said shit about Jews. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you a flip on us. If we knew you a ride, 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 we might put it all on the line. But we know we'll go all the way to the line with you, and you'll turn around and say, you know what? I ain't jumping no more. Matter, matter of fact, fuck you for coming. You'll just, you'll just go left on us. So how do we, you feel me? It's like, niggas is just like, we ain't going to let him drown, but we we ain't going to let him drown, though. He's going to have to give a percentage of the company or something to do this, though. It ain't going to be just, no, that's the homie, get it. Make sure he stay up. Make sure, I mean, we're going to make sure, you know, we're going to make, it's just a weird thing, bro. That shit weird what's happening with home, bro. That shit is weird. Know what I'm saying? It's important that we understand what's happening and pay attention. He shouldn't have said what he said, but he coming back with the receipt, boy. Now it ain't no speculation. He coming back with the receipt of what could be done if you say something. And for them to do that, he said, see, and again, in his forecasting of going rogue, he thought they couldn't stop payment to his employees. He thought they wouldn't stop their pay. They had that tied in for the next five, ten years. Ain't no telling how long they had that tied into their plans. Like, that is a real disruptive thing, what he just did, bro. To a major company. That is a hell of a thing he just did. So what I need you to understand is. In his forecasting. He thought yo. Even if they cut me off. They can't stop. They ain't going to stop these payments. What do I get a credit line when I just. Offended who they say give the credit. If you say these people give the credit. You just cut off the people. Like I just. To me, again, something's not, I don't, I don't want, you know, maybe, maybe it'll come together. I don't know, but I'm paying attention. I'm going to be a mogul in this game. So I'm paying close attention, but I think it's a strong possibility. I mean, I mean, he going to get the brand back going. Ain't, ain't no doubt about that. I want to talk to the rapper, the up and coming rapper. I need you to put the work in. A lot of people going to look at you and they're going to say, you're doing too much, man. You're passing them CDs out, man. You keep showing up with them shirts, man. Why did dude keep putting flies everywhere like that, man? Why do dude keep posting by his album like that, man? What dude doing? He keeps going to the studio every motherfucking day, posting, showing us he. They got to justify why they ain't working as hard as you and why it ain't working like it is for you. I need you to understand, especially if you come from where we come from, you done something for way lesser. It's millions on the line. Funny thing is, when you were selling dope, at least when I was outside doing my thing, then nobody called me and said, you're doing too much. Made 100000 this month, man. You're doing too much. Then nobody, they applaud you when you run around the neighborhood and call it survival. And, and oftentimes it is survival. But we know we all get addicted to it. Battling addiction, riding through the kink. That phone got me by my nuts. Every time that phone ring, I'm chasing that phone. He ain't got but $400. I got 70 on me. I got my necklace on. I'm in this good car. I ain't got no business. 
He got 400. Here I come, that phone. I'm a slave to the phone. Did nobody say I was doing too much? Now they want me to believe I'm doing too much by this legal money. Everything I had at stake is gone. Ain't nothing at stake for this money. But I know we different because I take opportunity serious. I look at opportunity different than people. I'm naturally a gambler. I naturally bet on me too, and I've been winning. I'm naturally one of them. I go get the whole thing. You talking about I go get it. I pull up with it and put it on the line. We can bet that. Like, I'm one of them guys. So I'm all naturally. That's why you see me over here by myself with my own little dice. <laughs> Trying to throw sims. You see me over here doing my. <laughs> you see me? What we doing? I'm betting on me. And I'm serious about it. And I can't let nobody take me off that. No matter who it is or how they feel about it. Right? I know the people under me need to see somebody say it's serious up to, on this level. Everybody acting too cool like it ain't no money, man. We don't know what's going on. We don't know how you get these views or how you get on these things. We, nah, it's it's a it's it's a way, bro. It's some money up here. If you know what you're doing, if you're sitting on your audience, I expect dudes to start doing something. You know, I'm loud, so I, I expect dudes to be like, "All right, let's get it, y'all." So that's all that's for. Let's speed this shit up. We got to catch up with them white boys. That's why I talk like this to the coach. I'm watching them white boy. I'm telling them we got to catch up with them. And they, I go talk to them. Did my guy, we, hey, yo, we got to catch up with them, man. They, they doing some shit over there. This ancillary income, man. We ain't taking advantage. They, they, it's some little shit they doing. That 85 showing us. EYL showing us. You know, certain people that's kind of, that's flowing. I am athlete is, is showing us. You know, we got to start to get out there a little bit too now, figure out a live show formula. Do how, how do we do that? What does that look like? You know what I'm saying? Gillian Wallow showing us, you know, what does that look like? State to state, soft launch. We doing a little soft, what is that? You know, and so we got to learn how to do that. What strength is that? If, if just this didn't do it, what strength is that? Right? We got to have people at the drawing board with these type of mindsets and that's why you hear me talk about a lot of these things you'll hear me say like yo bro we gotta do something with the audience i'm I'm watching people that's getting 20 and 30 000 listens living good on the other side living tremendously on the other side you know what i mean on they might get a tv show off a of 30 or 40 or 50 thousand listen uh a week show you understand what I'm saying? And again, a lot of it is agents and all of that. But I, I just need people to understand we got to structure something. We got to structure something. We missing a lot of money playing. You know? And if they just let me sit, sit over here and talk long enough, I'll figure it out. And then I'll be at the head of it by myself. And you have to buy in. And when you got to buy in, that's always uncomfortable for a nigga that knew what it was going to be. If you had a slight little idea that that shit was going to do it, and then, nigga, that shit did it. And then you got to buy in at a high number. That's uncomfortable. Because you should have gambled when you had the chance. Cause I'm a gambler. I'm naturally a gambler. You see me. I'm showing the world I'm a gambler. I show up by myself with this shit, the podcast thing. No information, no network, no nothing. No co-sign, no just what we doing. Hey, so they talking, man, I've been through this, man. What we doing? And I'm smart. Nigga, what's up? What, what up? What we doing? What they talking about? Oh, nah. So what I would have done was, uh, 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 uh. I'm fine off. So I come in with that kind of bravado about me. 
know what I mean? And hopefully the people receive it and say, damn, I kind of like watching that show. That's a that's some cool little show over there. You know what I mean? And um, and we can build on that. Man, another episode of the Fast Growing Podcast in the world, man. It's up there podcast. You know the vibration how on this side, man. Make sure you're at patreon.com. It's up there podcast. The experience. Go see Dr. Umar Johnson. Part one and part two is out right now. Going crazy. If you ain't, let me speak on that before I get out. If you ain't seen that Dr. Umar Johnson episode that's out right now, the experience podcast, my other podcast, you bugged out. If you ain't seen the little baby episode, you bugged out. Two of the best shows in the world. You know what I mean? And um, we plant our feet, man, and we appreciate everybody that's showing us love. We got a lot of love, a lot of big guests coming. Got a lot of culture conversation to be had, man, and I appreciate everybody that's locked in with the biggest. It's up there for sure. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.